We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Dynasty Cutdown Day on FFPC. Plus, we're retooling one of Dave's Dynasty Squads on Rotoviz Radio. What's up, Rotoviz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Curtis Patrick. I'm joined by Dave Cabin. And it's one of the it's one of those fun spring dynasty days today, Dave. It's dynasty cutdown day over at the FFPC. Uh, for those of you that play on that format, you know, this is a, a big time annual day. A lot of trades going down uh, over the next 24 hours for sure as managers try to get their legacy. FFPC squads down to 14 positional players plus a kicker and a defense. And then in the newer formats like our Rotoviz Triflex leagues over there, cutting down to 16 players. So always a flurry of activity, trying to just optimize those rosters, trading some players away for some lower end picks than you would typically see in one of those, you know, huge 30 player roster type, you know, my fantasy league. Uh, dot com uh, dynasty invitational leagues, you know, those types of things. So yeah, it's, it's always very interesting. This is one of the elements of strategy that I really appreciate about the way the FFPC has their, their dynasty product. And it's going to be fun, Dave, to, to look at one of your squads that had a tough 2022, but is maybe only a couple good draft picks or a strategic trade away from being right back in the thick of things. This is going to be a fun episode. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. This is a team that uh, always is looking pretty good heading into the year. Uh, It has not gotten the full attention that it deserves for me over the last couple of months. So I'm looking forward to us breaking it down. I think that this is the type of team that is a good example for just thinking about how you're going to cut things down, the moves you can make as you head forward and are looking to kind of retool things for the coming year. All right, man. Well, before we break this squad down, I want to remind the listeners about your opportunity to turn your home into a sports bar environment. Epson hooked me up with the Epson Epic Vision Ultra LS800 Ultra Short Throw Laser Projector with a 120-inch Silverflex screen. Dave, we talked earlier this week about the contractors in here finishing up my basement. I came home from work today. All of the additional walls are up. The oh, electrician's nice. coming tomorrow. I mean, man, by this time next week, 
this thing's going to be rocking. We're probably going to be th- slapping some paint up uh, oh, nice. next week while I'm on on vacation uh, for spring break. So that's going to be pretty cool. If you want to learn more about the Epson Epic Vision Ultra LS800, check out my Twitter feed. I've been posting updates about this project over the last couple of weeks um, and definitely a proud Epson partner at this point. So Dave, let's get a drop and let's do a quick rundown of this roster. All right. So Dave Shannon's screen here. I'm going to give the high points uh, of this roster. You know, so we've got eight players that are starting. This is one of the old school one QB FFPC dynasty squads. And, you know, like Dave said, it's not a bad starting lineup. There's a couple, there's, there's really only two glaring holes. I would say uh, in a one QB league that would be holding him back from being competitive. So we start with Derek Carr at quarterback. Um, you know, this is going to be a team that's going to be streaming QBs if Derek Carr is your, your top quarterback, but that's fine. We've won dynasty championships that way. We've, we've won redraft championships that way. We're not sweating. We got Jonathan Taylor at running back. That's all fine and dandy. Dave's number two running back at this point in this roster might be Naheem Hines. So there's, there's a little to be desired there, but he's got AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill, Traylon Burks, and Mike Evans as a pretty nasty quartet of wide receivers. Um, so that's definitely something that you can vote around. Cole Komet at tight end. Those are really the player. Like, you know, we've got 24 hours to figure this thing out. You know, seven of those eight players for sure, you know, would be keepable. And we're probably forced into keeping, you know, I, mean, I guess force is the wrong word, but likely would keep Hines because, you know, it'd be hard to believe you'd go into your offseason owning just one running back. But, um, you know, Dave's may, maybe some thoughts on with where this roster's at. Are there any of those players that you would consider trading for or have there been any interest in any of those starting players because we do have the opportunity to send out some trade offers um, and, and wait until, you know, an hour or two before the deadline hits to decide who's going to be cut. Yeah, there, there has been some interest. Um, AJ Brown is a player that I've received a couple of offers on uh, and I would be open to moving uh, Brown if it means that uh, I'm able to pick up another piece here, probably would, that would go toward a running back, and then maybe I can backfill Brown with a younger wideout. Okay, so on that note, let's just paint the picture for everybody. Uh, you've got the 102, the 202, and the 302 of note. You've also got some later picks, but those are going to be, you know, hey, three picks in the top 26 uh, that we think, you know, we feel pretty good about maybe hitting on two of those three players. Of course, you know, can consult our rankings and our mock draft exercises from the Rotoviz fantasy sure. football rookie draft guide, obviously. Um, so with that, you know, looking at this team, you know, with that 102, you know, you're going to be getting Jameer Gibbs or Jackson Smith and the Jigba, uh, most likely. And at 202, you know, who knows what will happen? You know, you could take Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson there, you know, maybe Michael Mayer one of the receivers that we like could fall there, you know, maybe Josh Downs player like that. You could go a little early on Ty J Spears, but that's an interesting tier where there'd be some upside. So Dave, if you were going to trade AJ Brown, I mean, what are the offers that you've gotten and do we want to make any counters to try to shore this squad up before we talk about who would be cut? Sure. So the first offer uh, that has come in that uh, I can recall here, 
um, that, that actually felt like it was a decent trade in terms of, I didn't look at it immediately go, that's disgusting. Uh, it was the one Oh eight and the two Oh two for AJ Brown, uh, okay. which, you know, when that first comes through, the reaction is all right. Like if I think about this year, what do I need to do to get this a little bit more interesting to me? Yeah. So I think it's just not enough. I mean, the idea of selling one of your elite assets for picks because of your lack of depth is totally acceptable. But I just think, you know, we've got to get a tier. T- you've really got to get a tier one or tier two rookie pick yep. uh, from our rankings, plus something probably, unless you're getting the 101 for, for A.J. Brown. Uh, you know, he's he's a consensus top half wide receiver one. He's got Jalen Hurts. I mean, he's in a great situation. He's locked up there in that offense as a feature player. So, you know, I think uh, as we were ch- chatting before the show, this manager also had the one one So, I mean, if you're going to move AJ Brown, you got to you got to structure it in a way where you're getting that one one because yep. then you own the, own the top two picks in the draft. Now, all of a sudden, we're really cooking. Yes, and you know you've got a hole at running back, so you could then have the freedom to take, you know, you could take B. John Robinson at 101 and then your pick of whatever you liked between Gibbs and Smith and the Jigba, as we were talking earlier. Uh, and speaking through that exercise, the other manager also had the 208. Now, if you were to consult any dynasty trade calculators or look at Sean and I's dynasty rankings on the site, et cetera, you know, AJ Brown for the 101 is a reasonable offer as a counter. But I just don't know if it will actually get accepted. So what what we crafted for you to send in a response, I think is pretty cool. We'll have to see if this guy bites on it, Dave. But what was the offer that you sent back? Sure. So we actually came up with two offers. I just almost hit withdraw. I did not want to do that. (laughs) You did hit withdraw. Oh, man. All right. I remember it was, though. Okay. So the and I'm going to have to quickly get back in and do this. So. (laughs) (laughs) one of the configurations here was we send AJ Brown for Nick Chubb in the one Oh eight. You can quickly break down the thought process on that. while I scramble here to reoffer a trade? Yeah. So the thought process there is, um, you know, with Jonathan Taylor in hand and then your one Oh two and then the one Oh eight. Now you're in a situation where, you know, not that you would be forced to, to take, you know, Gibbs at the, the one Oh two, but if you have Taylor plus Chubb, you know, I mean, that's a great duo. I would, I would feel like for two years anyway. And, you know, now you can at the one Oh two, one Oh eight, potentially add two wide receivers rather than adding Gibbs at, at the one Oh two, if you wanted. Um, and now this team all of a sudden has some depth. You have a path to replacing, you know, Mike Evans, as he ages out and is probably not a player that'll be easy to move, although he will probably be starting in this lineup for you. Uh, you you're also getting some protection there by making two first round picks in case Traylon Burks doesn't pan out. You would also have the option of, man, then you could convert Tyree Kill. You know, it's, it's just one of those things where like a trade like that can start a waterfall to where you can see a path for a full rebuild that's not an actual teardown exercise. So I kind of like that one. Um, and this other manager, I think the appeal in you sending this back to him is he was pretty deep at running back already yep. and very weak at wide receiver, but he's got the one-on-one in hand. So if if the thought is that he would be unwilling or unlikely to trade the one-on-one in a year where it, it is you know viewed as a tier one asset above all of those other rookies and it's not you know a multiplayer tier one, 
this gives him a path to still get the player that he, he showed his hand that he wanted in AJ Brown. Um, by, but he's also trading, you know, an older running back, uh, you know, at, at a position where he's going to be able to replace him easily. So his starting lineup, probably overall better. And, and his starting lineup is in a position to actually win this year. So that's the thought process there. Will he, will he accept? I don't know. I would expect him to maybe counter and ask for your 202 as well. That'll give you something to think about. But I think it's a fair offer. And if you just, you know, cross-check via Dynasty Rankings uh, or your favorite, you know, Dynasty Trade Calculator, et cetera, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come up as a, a fairish deal. Um, now, there's another option that you sent to try to go get that 101, which was sending A.J. Brown and your 202 for the 101 the 208 and the 401. So moving back a full tier in the second round, um, even though AJB for the 101 is probably fair on paper, just in a pick value scenario, this entices him without, you know, you feeling like you're actually moving down that much in the second round based off of our Rotoviz uh, rankings exercises. Yeah. So uh, I, I like being able to be in a position to offer both of these deals up to this manager. I think it gives them uh, some flexibility here and how they want to approach things heading into the year. And I think it gives me a little bit of flexibility too, uh, regardless of which one of these goes through. So I feel, yeah. feel pretty good about these. And I think that uh, talking through this with you was a good exercise. It highlighted how we can use the Rotoviz tiers. We can use some of the rankings on the ADP that we came up with while doing those mock drafts for the rookie guide to make sense of the situation that I'm going to be heading into in this draft. I think the last note before we transition to talking about your cut line or some, you know, some spam trade offers we can throw out there on some of your players uh, that are on your, that are on your cut line. The temptation in dynasty oftentimes like, so Dave's got AJ Brown and Mike Evans and Traylon Burks and Tyree kill on the squad. I mean, the, t- the temptation and the snap reaction for most managers would be all right. Well, thinking about that quartet of wide receivers, I'd rather trade Mike Evans, mm-hmm. but the other manager wants AJ Brown. Like he he sent this offer with no prior discussion. That's the player that he wants. So you know, I think oftentimes we want to pivot the manager to an asset that they weren't interested in at a price that we're comfortable with. When really the higher likelihood of closing a deal is probably giving them what they asked for, but at the price that works for you. Yep. Um, and and. You know, I, I know it's a difficult because, you know, hey, AJ Brown is a prime age wide receiver and a great offense. And, you know, why would we move off of a player like that? But, you know, that's the player he wants. He's more likely to pay up for the player he wants than than to pay a price for a player he doesn't want. So let's let's see what happens, man. Hopefully you'll at least get a counter out of one of those two. I think they're both interesting given the the team context for both of you. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that. I appreciate the help there. And hopefully I'll have some good news to report. Unfortunately, though, or actually perhaps fortunately now, Curtis, the time comes that some of these players have to get booted off of oh the fighting moose. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, there what a are great name too. Oh, that's a good, that's a great team. Yeah. Name. The New Hampshire yeah. fighting moose. I appreciate that. Uh, there's a couple of obvious players here that are going to get cut. And as we said, I need to eliminate six of these guys. So I think Tyler Huntley, obviously who was a desperation play, um, at the end of the year, uh, can get the boot. Um, an interest. Uh, I, I, I get, we got to talk here quickly, though, because this is one that I'm just not really sure. What do I do at this point with Jarek McKinnon? Well, he's a free agent right now, um, and he would be a player that, you know, you've got you've got a 602, 702, 712. Yep. I mean, you're not this, – this, he's not a player, unfortunately, that you're going to be able to trade. Like, right. a couple of these players, we're going to spam offers out and say, like, we'll take any pick, right? Yep. Um, he's not going to be a player that anyone will give you something for. So if you like McKinnon and you think maybe the Chiefs will bring him back or, you know, you still think that he's got utility and a lot of different offenses isn't likely to sign, then, I mean, you know, he's probably a cut player that you maybe add back in with your yeah. sixth or seventh round pick. Yep. So, yeah, I agree. Huntley, I mean, Huntley is not a player you'll get anything for. I think this is one where, you know, you can just go ahead and cut him. Just yep. cut him now. Yep. So just just do it. Get him out of there. He's he's clogging up this bench, and he's complicating our conversation. So get him out. He's of out. He, right. He's out. Bye All bye, right, Tyler. Huntley. Yep. So he's gone. The other quarterback that I do have on this team is Malik Willis. So Malik is not. He's not like been named the starter going into the year. This is a one QB league. Um a little rougher maybe than many had hoped uh, coming into the league. You could say that. Um, yeah. But, but let's, let's get into some of the other positions first before we decide what to do with him. Cause he is, he is a second year player with rushing upside. So let's just see, let's see what the rest of the roster looks like before we make the decision on Willis. Sure. So the other running backs, in addition to McKinnon, you have Clyde Edward to Joshua Kelly okay. At wide receiver. I also have, uh, DJ Chark, Paris Campbell, Matt Collins, LaVisca Chenault, KJ Hamler, and Rondell Moore. And currently my backup tight end is Greg Dulcich. Okay. Okay. So to make this easy, definitely going to keep Dulcich. Yep. Definitely going to keep Chark and Campbell. Yep. You know, both of those wide receivers just changed squads, a chance to, you know, earn some uh, you know, nice target share there based off of the relative lack of competition for targets. I think Mac Hollins is an easy cut here. You know, he's kind of buried in Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta's already got 
pretty strong pass catching core. And they've also been tied to DeAndre Hopkins as a potential suitor. So, which would be odd given their lack of quarterback right now. But um, I think we can get Hollins off of there. And then now we can just focus in on the, those next four harder cuts to make. Certainly. All right. Um, continuing along here. Um, all right, let's see. I'll get and, and again, you know, Hollins is he's just not a player that you would expect to be able to get a seventh back for. So I mean right. it's just it's just get him out of there. Yep. So he's gone. Um, so we have um Shark, Campbell. So I guess we're down to KJ Hamler. Uh with the question being, what could I get for Hamler in return? I'm not sure that it's a whole lot at this point. Nothing. Um, you will not get anything for Hamler. Now, if this was a Rotoviz Triflex League, maybe. I mean, maybe if it was a Triflex best ball, maybe on a bad squad, somebody would give you something. You know, Sean Payton coming into town. Maybe the wide receiver room gets jostled up a little bit. You know, Jerry Judy has been rumored as a player to be getting dangled early this uh, season. But, I mean, Hamler's getting deep into this this career now. Um, and, you know, we're just not seeing it put together. If you like him and you're still leaving the light on for him, fine. But I think, you know, I would classify him kind of like we were classifying McKinnon as a player that you'll be able to get back, probably not a lot of competition for his services. Yeah, I think I'm very comfortable at this point just dropping him. Yeah. All right. So at this point now... We have on the bench one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players. I need to drop down. Yeah, you're gonna have to drop three more. Three more because you've got you've got to get to 14 position players. There are eight in your starting lineup already. Uh, in this format, you've got to keep your your place kicker and your uh, uh, your defense as well. Yep. So you're three three more players away. So now now we're getting into that spot where. You know, I think I think there's a chance that you could get something back for everyone else that's on the roster. Yep. So now at this point is where you start putting those messages out. Um, and you need to be very clear what your expectation is for an offer so people know, hey, if I send if I send Dave this offer, I'm going to get, you know, I'm gonna get this in return. He's gonna snap accept it. Yep. So I think you could put out Malik Willis for any pick. Yep. I think you could put out, you know, you could, you could put, you know, Rondell Moore plus that 502 for any third, you know, do doing some stuff like that, just to kind of crawl up uh, the crawl up the rookie ladder there a little bit. Um, because Rondell may still have, you know, a fan. He was a high rookie pick and there could just, there could still be a, you know, truth throughout there. He's had a hard go of it with the the injuries though. Um, you know, I think you could do the same for LaVisca Chenault. Um, you know, Lord knows there are a couple of diehards out there. I don't know if Pete Overset is in your league with you, but <laughs> if he is, you could put LaVisca out there for a first and maybe close that. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I think you could, I think you could actually dangle both of those. So you could say LaVisca, uh, and Rondale, you know, maybe you're trying to upgrade that fifth to a third, or you could do LaVisca in, you know, your third for a second. 
Yeah. If you, if you value him higher, you're just going to have to ask yourself how you value those two players. Right. Um, I think Chark and Campbell, given where your team is, you know, I'd kind of just be interested to keep those two players. Yeah, I think um, so too. Not, not, not dangle them. I think you're going to need the the targets there um, on your bench. So that really just leaves us with, you know, McKinnon, uh, CEH, Josh Kelly, and Naheem Hines. Because uh, Naheem Hines was the lucky one that got to sit in your starting lineup, even though he's, you know, not really cut from a different cloth than the rest of these guys. <laughs> right. So Josh Kelly did end the season last year as the primary backup to Austin Eckler. You know, the chargers have been kind of rumored as a potential landing spot for running back in the NFL draft. But right now he would be the chargers backup running back heading into the season. And, you know, things are a little bit tenuous between Austin Eckler and this squad. So I, you know, I don't think I would necessarily, I mean, I don't think you're, you would be cutting Kelly, but I think you also could potentially dangle him. Maybe the Eckler owner would come after him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you could, you could put Kelly out there, you know, Kelly plus, a plus that fifth, uh, for a third or Kelly for a fourth. I think yep. that's like pretty fair. And then, you know, CEH man, does he still have name value or not? I mean, I think you've pretty much given up on him now. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably most people have, but it just takes one. Yeah. So so like I view him as a player that there's going to be a couple of moments that arise at some point where he has a little bit of value. Yeah. I don't want to be around for that ride. Maybe somebody else does. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. (laughs) Yeah. So, Uh, so maybe because of the name value and because your third is a three Oh two, maybe this is a situation where you put CEH in that three Oh two, you know, and, and, and rather than spamming it out there, you, you target, all the squads that own second round picks, let's say, let's let's consult the Rotoviz tiered rankings from our rookie guide here real quick. And we'll target the managers that own specific picks yep. with with offers instead of just spamming the whole league. So um let's see, where do the tiers stop on the one QB? So really actually just even moving from the 302 to the 212 would move us into tier four, mm-hmm. but you know, you're looking to move to the top of tier four. So I think, I think if you can go 208 or higher in the second round with that 302, I think it's worth it to move up that half round to, cause you're, you're going to then get, start to get your pick of the litter yep. within tier four. And you know, that's a tier in the, in the one QB uh, from our rankings, you're talking Ty J Spears, Devin, a chain, Kendra Miller, Dwayne McBride, and Sean Tucker. So lots of other running backs. You can kind of roll that die again that you had, you know, rolled on CEH a couple years ago. But also, you know, we all know that you know, power of a Konami code running back or a quarterback and, and one QB, you know, maybe picking up a, a, an additional second round pick, you'd feel comfortable taking a shot on Anthony Richardson in the event that he would pan out. Um, or, you, you know, you might, see in tight end premium Dalton Kincaid slide to this range gives you some options uh, to strengthen this team. And uh, I will say this, the breakaway rush scores were recently calculated. I did that earlier this week and uh, Dwayne McBride is majorly on my radar right now. Okay. Uh, so hearing you say his name is definitely a player that I'm going to be interested in going after. So, so let's, I, I think you do this. I think 
your, I think your spam message to the message board is that this is what I would, if it was my squad, yep. I, this is what I would do. Malik Willis for any pick, probably going to be crickets on that. You're probably going to cut him. Yep. Um, Naeem Hines for any pick. Jarek McKinnon for any pick. For, you know, all those guys are going to probably end up being cuttable. CEH, you're packaging yep. with the 302 to try to get to the 208 or higher. Josh Kelly, you're packaging with the 502 to, you know, maybe get a fourth, but I don't think you spam that off. I don't think you target offers. I think you just put that on the message board and you just keep Kelly if nobody bites. Yep. And then with LaVisca, you've just got LaVisca and Rondale, you've just got to decide your price point there. So, you know, what would you want in a move up, you know, say from, you know, LaVisca, maybe you're, you're moving from the 302 to the early second and maybe with Rondale you're moving from the 302 to the mid second or moving them with that fifth round pick for another third. I think those are all like, you know, pretty reasonable spots, but it's, you know, I have the beholder thing with those two players. For sure. So hopefully going through this exercise gives our listeners some ideas of different things that they can do with their dynasty squads. Uh, and I think it also, when you start thinking of your team in the context of players that you're going to have to cut, it helps you to just get your head around the different roles that players have on your teams and what things yep. start to look like as you're rolling from year to year to year. So appreciate your help and your thoughts here, Curtis. Appreciate everybody stopping by again and listening on in with us here as we talk our way through it. And we will see everybody next week. Thank you for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Send us questions at rvffshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Leave us a voicemail at 978-615-9214 and make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.